Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Justin's $100,000 mistake. Not mine, but Justin's. <laughs> Before we do that, though, let's talk about Casual Fridays consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing accounting, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website, www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, and then we'll be in touch to help you get started. Happy Monday, I guess. What's going on? I didn't realize we were starting the week off with me getting hit with a $100,000 mistake. Sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be later in the week. I didn't realize we were doing that today. So I'm going to start off our week with a with a wham-bam, Justin. Thank you, ma'am. Well, it's kind of one of those things like um, you know you made a mistake, and so you deserve to be put on blast and... It was so apparent and like, <laughs> just like a, a dumb one, you know, like, like I think by the time we're done telling the story, people are going to be like done listening to our show because we're supposed to be the experts. And then you. It is not that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of bad. It's not that bad. I think you're exaggerating with this hundred thousand dollars here. It's, <laughs> well, uh, I did. Okay. <laughs> right. I think you're trying but, to get somebody to click on something to see how uh, bad Justin really messed up. And then they realized that he still made money. Well, he might have made money, but that doesn't mean he's, you know, smart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently we aren't smart. So So, what's going on before we jump all into that? Tell me what's going on, what's happening. Uh, Weather changing, kids getting sick. Did you know that the kids' elementary school, over 30% of their kids are out with a fever or flu right now? Yeah, I did know that because my kid in the school, he's, no, of course. How am I going to know that? (laughs) I was like, really? You got a kid in the school? I've known you 20 years. I haven't met him yet. What's your kid's name? (laughs) I'm not all up on my uh, elementary school hot topics and news right now. Yeah, so kids' school right now, Jordan was out for like three days last week, ranging from a between a 99 and 102 degree temperature. Yeah, it does seem like your house has been sick. It's it's these parents that don't let their kids stay home and get in my house and my kid's sick. I mean, they're, they're around people, so it's not like a immunity, but I was talking to one of our listeners. His wife is a nurse, and they had been studying like what causes people to be more sick in the winter. And they had this big research paper that they had found in this study, and it found that the dry air change and the lack of humidity actually it does it. So if you put a humidifier in your room, you're less likely to be sick. So if you keep your house humidifier. So Mr. Southie, if you don't have a humidifier in your house, you might want to get one. Hey, ever since I replaced my um, furnace uh-huh. in the house, I feel so much better. I don't know if I told you when they replaced my furnace, it was the whole area was covered in black mold. Ugh. The entire thing. The the guy, uh, whatever they call him, the HVAC tech, whatever he he looked inside and then he slowly looked at me and he's like, "Do you get sick a lot?" As you're going, yeah. And he's like, "This is disgusting." This, he was taking pictures. He's like, "I got to show people this. <laughs> this is what it's not supposed to look. You you're a statistic now." Yeah. So, but yeah. It, I think like there's a drastic change in my house. Yeah, not not much illness going on in this house, you know. So, okay. uh, but but your house, yeah, it's like a cesspool. I haven't been wanting to go inside of it. Easy, lately. Right. easy. <laughs> not a cesspool, but my little sweet little Jordan just got a little fever. We got it, got it broke open. Yeah, no, definitely sweet little Jordan. I love her to death. And before her, Jackson was sick. 
He had his stomach ache, and it got to me. Oh, yeah, and then it yeah. got to you. Nine so, days to get right. Yeah. Nine days for my stomach to get right. I had to cancel some big meetings for that because yeah. I couldn't I couldn't even drink water without being within distance to the throne. Yeah. Let's not go any deeper on that one. Let's talk more <laughs> shit, and let's, go, let's talk your deal here. Yeah, let's continue on with shit since yeah. we're on that topic. Yeah. Tell us about your deal and how you missed so, out on a yeah. life savings worth of money. <laughs> you know, and that's in the, the idea that that topic, you know, or that which is going to be the topic of this is it's a little bit misleading, but in reality, I'm going to break it down to where it's really not because I want people to understand why we say sometimes take the offer and go and don't hold out, don't get greedy. And we've mentioned this this deal before. So seven, six and a half months ago, I funded a deal um, with uh, a partner in the Midwest and it was sixty, just under $61,000 all in. Pool comps, comps showing 180 to 200 all day. Out of st- we we flat rate listed it so there's a couple things I want to talk about here we flat rate listed it goes up on the the different everything Zillow lands MLS and get a bunch of action right off the bat but we do get an offer guy offers like ninety grand right off the bat we're like no nah, there's no way it's listed for one eighty not happening he comes back and goes I'll give you one ten we're like one twenty and that's our best and final that's the lowest we're gonna go if you want to make this deal happen one twenty and he's like all right one ten is the best I can do and he walks away so. We just said no to $50,000 profit right there, right? And then the bottom falls out. We don't hear anything from anybody for a month or two. Then we get two other offers. And, you know, one was like a hundred grand. And we're like, yeah, let's take it. Guy puts it under contract, wants a 60 day close, which to me is already a red flag. Like he's looking for a reason not to buy the property. Goes to the county. And this is through a realtor. He goes to his county, tells a realtor he wants to, the day before his earnest money goes hard. I'm out. I don't want to do it. Won't tell his realtor why. Won't tell anybody why. Won't tell. No, we don't hear anything. So we had another guy come. He was going to put twenty thousand down, and that twenty thousand dollars he was going to do a twenty-year ammo, five-year uh, balloon payment at nine ten percent interest. I think is what the deal was done at. And he, uh, we get all the paperwork. We have the notes sold on the backside. Everything's lined up, getting ready to go to title to get it all set up. And then he's like, oh, no, I wanted a 3% interest. We're like, dude, we've been telling you this the whole time. So it goes down. So, I mean, we're just like, man, we're beating our head together on this one. Lady calls and says, hey, I'm interested. So she goes out and looks at the property, goes out there twice over a weekend. Um, and I'm working with a partner here. He, it's We're just over the six months. We hire a real estate agent. I said, hey, man, we've got to get this thing gone. So let's go move to a real estate agent. Agent calls and says, hey, I want to verify you as the owner. And I'm like, yeah, so we're talking through it. And he goes, yeah, we've had a lot of people interested, but with the flat rate person, we didn't we didn't know the name of the company that it was involved. It didn't match the owner's records. And so like some people were like off put by that versus just making the phone call and checking for their clients. They just said, oh, no, it looks too good to be true. We're not going to deal with it. So this lady, she called before we hired the agent. We hired the agent. He gets under contract. She calls and goes, yeah, I'm going to give you a full cash offer. For We had already dropped the price to 85 grand. So while the title of the show says we lost $100,000, we ended up making money on this, so it was still a, like a 28, 30% return on investment. But we passed on that 110, so that cost us, you know, the difference there. The money set for six months, that would have been back into our pocket in less than 30 days, which our average turn time and the return on investment we've been getting, it did cost us close to 100 grand just for saying no on that first deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the part that I always focus on is that you turned down. You came down to 120. Yeah. And he offered 110 and you didn't make the deal happen. Yeah. 
that's the part I like to focus on. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I told you. I, I told mean, that's you fifty grand. I told you when we when we talked about this like two months ago. I was not happy about that. I it was the one of the is one of my biggest mistakes I have passed on. I thought, well, we'll squeeze in for a little bit more money. Yeah, and it was within like the first weekend. We had like ten showings lined up the following week. I don't remember did those ten showings actually happen. <sighs> you don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Fifty fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money to turn away, especially like when that name of the game is the velocity. Yeah, you know, turn and burn. Yeah, when you have that kind of action, though, and that one of the things that plays into this is a one of the big land companies that, we, and we've talked about them. They're like the seventh largest land holding company in the country. They decided to subdivide one of their ranches up there, and they dumped a bunch on the market. So we we're at one eighty, comped at two ten when we originally bought it. Well, two months into us putting on the market, they drop like six competitive properties in the market at that point at like between ninety nine and one hundred nineteen thousand bucks. Mm. So instantly, the market just dropped on us. Well, I mean, I guess there's nothing you can really do about that. <clears throat> Did you learn a good life lesson? I told you, take the money and run, <laughs> get it and go. What do you think played in? Is it just because it was so brand new on the market, or and that you had it listed for one eighty? Because I mean, you know the principle of how much money you could have made on the other end. So like what prevented you from taking that one time? Yeah, I th- there's a mixture of things. There was a partner involved and, you know, trying to, you know, that much action, that much interest in it right then and wanting to try to maximize a little bit of their profit as well. Because, I mean, it should have, the property, like I said, you know, in a lot of this, is this is where the speculation part comes in is are you, you speculated it was worth more. In reality, the market's only worth what the market's giving you. The mm-hmm. property's only worth what the market's saying it's worth. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people get hung up. And typically, that's not something I get emotional about, or I'm just robotic. Like, if somebody says, I'll say, hey, let's see if we can get them up a little bit, because I don't want to take their first offer. But if they say, hey, I'm going to give you 19, and I'm like, oh, best we'll do is 21. Typically, I try to make it to a point where we can get a little bit out of it. Um, on this one, I thought maybe we had it. Maybe I misread the conversations I had with the partner who was negotiating with them. Uh, maybe the negotiation wasn't what I thought it was. Maybe it was text and it wasn't live. We didn't have a good vi- vibe on it. And that's you know one of the things working with partners sometimes is you don't quite know the the, the full extent of what's going on and where. Mm-hmm. Well, it sucks. I mean, definitely could have made a lot more money with it. It's one of those things I I love. You know, I have no qualms about bringing it up whenever I need to. So you liked seeing me not make as much money as I could. That's the that's a great best friend. <laughs> it's not <laughs> that I liked it. You <laughs> know, I want to see like you do extremely successful because I'm right here with you. If you're uh-huh. gonna, you're going to be successful, I'm just going to ride the coattail. But uh-huh. but when I'm not, it's like it's it's hampering your ability <laughs> to be successful. No, no, no. It's, it's you know, it's just you, when you've been friends for over twenty years, you need ammo. <laughs> and uh, it's just, uh-huh. you just add to the. So ammo box. Your your ammo box is a little bit more now. So yeah, and I and I admit to it. So that's the difference between a lot of people. They won't admit to their mistake, and I admit to my mistake. Now, what I saw on this deal, this deal, and it was not alone. This started a trend. I started noticing with some of our properties, and we have seen that you see a an uptick of using the same like brokerless MLS or um, Congress Realty, and some of these areas they do not want to deal with a flat rate MLS, especially if they go to it and they don't like what it says on the person's website. So say I have a flat rate MLS, it says land mule, they come to my website and I'm like, I hate realtors. Do you think they're going to buy the real estate from me? They don't want to deal with me. I didn't sound professional. Yeah, that's interesting to me because when I was a realtor, I didn't I didn't care who listed it. Like it didn't matter to me See, one bit. And you say that, but even, and it took me back to when we bought our house in Louisiana. We looked at like 10 houses me and Jessica did. 
And I had told this lady, I said, I really want to look at this one right here. And she's like, man, I don't know about that one. Cause it, it had it for sale by owner. And the commission for the buy side, it was, it was, they were offering 2%. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Well, but still I'm like, I want to look, this house looks perfect for us. And she's like, no, nah, I don't want to go look at that one. You know, it's a little far out and everything. I'm like, I thought this is supposed to be the nicer area where we want to be. Yeah. She's like, uh, we go to the house. I'm in love with it. Like I walk in the door and I'm like, I told you this is, I'm like, just go look at this. Just go look at this. Like, I mean, we're both in love with this house. And the lady was fighting me on wanting to show it to me. So I can only imagine like a raw piece of land. It's, you know, 20 acres. There's nothing different. Like a house, you're going to fight for that because it may have the colors you want. It's got the landscape you want. It's in the area you want. If the piece of land, if you have a hundred acres here or you have a hundred acres here, they look pretty similar. It's the same terrain, same general area. This guy's flat rate, and you don't want to deal with him as a realtor. You're not going to go to that person. And that's when I found out that it's kind of scummy sometimes. Yeah, I, I can just speak from my experience. It wouldn't have mattered to me as long as the commission was still the same. I And we put that in there, that we pay the broker's commissions, and we do that. And, you know, I can say that in the last four months, I have moved properties from a flat rate to a broker, and within three days have a full price contract on them. And there's nothing done different. They use the same pictures, the same drone video. The only thing different is they're, either their sign is hung and it says their name and it's local and it's not somebody from the across the, across the country. Hmm. Maybe some to it. Yeah, that's what, and that's why I keep talking about That's why most of my business is moving that way. Because, oh. A, you know, the logical side says, hey, I can use, I can leverage their buyer's list. They've already generated leads off other listings they've had there. Other people in the office, their buyer's list. Um, they're signed, they're local, they can go show the property if they need to, if, especially if it's a higher dollar property. So you can, those are benefits I can, you know, say now. But when you see going from a flat rate MLS and you're on Zillow, you're on the lands, you're on MLS, and all you do is switch the the agent from, you know, flat rate one, two, three to the local guy there, and it gets contracts the first day, you're like, what the, what the hell? What's different? Yeah, you're kind of worked up. I am. And I don't want this to sound like oh, a partner did anything wrong. You know, there there have been some partners that could have optimized some things that they did when they in their marketing leveraged it a little bit better, cleaned up some of the stuff to make it look a little more professional. That's not what this is about. This is about we didn't take a deal right off the bat and that money didn't go back to work, which ultimately cost about a hundred grand to Justin Inc. Potentially more than that. Way if I, more. If, yeah. I, if I if I count in the second turn of that money or the mm-hmm. third turn, mm-hmm. the turn of the money for the partner. You know what he would have done with that money. So yes, we could say it cost a million dollars over the course of our careers, but just that one turn in this six months between now, since then and now, it's cost a hundred grand. Still, still made money, but it cost a hundred grand. Yeah, on paper, yeah. So, (laughs) so okay. Well, before you continue getting worked up, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Yeah, you want to beat me? Well, of course. Yeah. Right. Use some ammo. (laughs) Yeah, he's worked up, and uh, we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it. And just take this as a, like a, a really good lesson. Like, do as we say, not as Justin does. And <laughs> did did one time. I did it twice this year. Both of them made money in the end. One one of them sold pretty quickly afterwards, so it was okay. But the uh, this one it set for a little bit. Hi right, guys, that's it. Uh, do us a favor. It's Monday, right? So Monday, make it your goal to go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And also go to YouTube, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, give us a like, give us a follow, and we will see you on Wednesday. See you Wednesday, guys.